1: the country it is, the Macca's Run. All thanks to Macca's as we work our way through a Thursday night. Enjoy your Macca's and jump on the phone, of course. The Harcourts open line is open for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, 1300 736 736. Cam Luke in the house. As I am, ready to talk footy, ready to talk sport for a Thursday night. Just to get ahead of a couple of things. There's always an early text saying, where is the football I wish there was Thursday night football as well. I'd rather be watching a game than here. So thank you to that text text message, which won't be too far away. And there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Tribunal, hour number three for Jacob Van Royen. He's in a situation where the Melbourne Football Club feel like they're fighting more for the state of the game than specifically for the young gun forward. So the moment that is done... We'll touch base with the tribunal. We'll work out what it all means. I see Tom McDonald's an emergency, so he, I assume, will come on in if the big boy gets ruled out. Lot to get into, as the text message continually says. Ed Kerno is out. Big shout out to David King and Sam Edmund. The picks on fire as always. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. A hard courts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. It's open right now. And I'm going to start with this. And we've got prizes galore. But I'm going to rank the games. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the tribunal until the situation is resolved and we know if the young man is going to play. I don't want to talk about booing because it's been on the agenda and understandably why all week. I want to talk about the games. The games. We've got nine great games this weekend I've ranked them from nine to one. And I've got a Daniel's Dozen to give away. That's 13 donuts. I've got a $50 LaCabra voucher to give away as well. And we have checked, double-checked, and triple-checked because last week we tried to give away a double pass to Lloydie and Hurdy, and the event had already started. I can tell you now that Cripper and Doherty are going to be the Manhattan Hotel. It hasn't yet happened. It's not until the 15th of May, which is still four days away. And it's all thanks to Authentic Autographs and Events, number one for collectors of any sport. So one 736 736 Michael, straight off the top, evening cam. I think Horn Francis is going to have a blinder against the Ruse. I'm going to get to that very shortly. You can get involved. one 736 736 I will just give you some of the big ins and the big outs On a big weekend of footy before I get to my power rankings of games this weekend. And I want you to tell me why you are most interested in certain games compared to others. And what do you think is going to be the biggest game of the weekend? I can tell you that Essendon continue to get belted. Ridley's out with concussion, which is pretty well known. Darcy Parrish with the calf. And it's a kind of blurry next couple of weeks. And Jake Kelly is out. As always. Ben Cunnington uh, As also. Ben Cunnington's been axed. He was subbed last week after only seven touches. He is out. This is a remarkable story. A remarkable story at the Western Bulldogs. Our man. Our man Scoob. Of course, his dad played for the St Kilda Football Club. He played for the St Kilda Football Club. His son's a cricketer. Hadn't touched the Sharon for about four years. Category B rookie at the Dogs 35 days ago, and he's going to debut. James O'Donnell, son of our man Scoob, is on fire with the Ashes show on a Wednesday night. He'll debut against the Blues. Jamari Eugelhagen has been named, but he has been on restricted training this week. Ed Kono is out. Josh Honey and Brody Kemp likewise. Matty always will make his return from that hamstring injury. Played really well last week in the VFL. Nat Fife is going to be the substitute again for the Dockers. Outside of that, the Dockers stay the same after they bounced back to form last week and Luke Jackson was outstanding. Uh, Bruce is going to be back in. CJ likewise. They got rested, didn't go to Perth. But there has been six changes to the team. Trent Kotchin back in for a Friday night at the MCG. Cumberland is out. He'll play VFL. And Caminiti's back in, of course, spent the three weeks on the sideline due to suspension. Zane Cordy and Tom Campbell on the extended bench. All three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 1-300-736-736. The floor is yours. Whatever you want to touch on. Whatever you want to talk about. Is it ins? Is it outs? We'll get to the tribunal the moment we have an idea. And now we'll get to my power rankings of games this weekend because it is a very interesting weekend. And as always, at this time of year, there's always something to look at. There's always something that we can get excited about. And hence, if you tell me why you're excited or not excited about your team or a particular game, I'll throw you some prizes. Daniel's Donuts, $50 Cabra voucher, or a double pass to Cripper and Docky. Let's start with this. At number nine. It's hard for me to be amped about Melbourne and Hawthorne. It really is. Melbourne are humming along and I I think they've been able to play good footy without being scintillating at different times. And if we look back 12 months ago, boy, oh, boy, were we sitting here going nuts. They can't lose the flag. Coming off 21, next thing you know, you know what's happened? No good. They run out of puff. So I think they're doing what they have to be doing. And the Hawthorne Football Club are rebuilding in a big way, a huge way. So Hawthorne have been gallant of different times, but I don't think they're in a situation where they've been incredible. And I don't think Sam Mitchell particularly needs that. I think he needs to build them the right way. Mitch Lewis comes back in. I'm excited for their forward line. But essentially, as it stands, I can't get overly amped about Melbourne and Hawthorne. I'm not even really pumped about the Pies and the Giants. And I know there are Pies fans everywhere, and they'll fill the joint as much as they can. Toby Green is back in for the Giants. He was hobbled last week, and they were really good. You know, if you want to lean on something right here, you're going to see two of the best young players in the game. And when I say young, actually, two of the best players in the game, Nick Dakos and Tom Green. That's really why you can get pumped up about this one. But outside of that, the Pies will win seven or eight goals. The Giants can take something out of it, No doubt and we move on. Brisbane and Essendon at number seven. I like what the Lions are doing. Really like what they're doing. I think they've got the perfect mix. You haven't seen Danaher and Hitwood rip apart games just yet. I think Danaher playing a little pinch hitting in the rack and getting a bit further up the ground has him more involved and it helps him play better footy. Hitwood is... Still just easing his way into it, and there's no doubt at some point a big key forward for Brisbane is going to need to stand up and tear apart a game. But they're doing great things. Josh Dunkley's playing well. Will Ashcroft comes in. Connor McKenna has been really under the radar. Five or six clubs try to get him. He ends up with the Lions. He chooses right. They've won five in a row. They didn't miss a beat last week. They were really good against Carlton. They've got an Essendon team that I think are in a little bit of trouble. And I don't mean that long term. There's no doubt they've taken a big step from last year. But injuries, concussions, Darcy Parish is out. This is a game that I think Brisbane are going to win fairly comfortably. I'm interested in West Coast and Gold Coast at six, mainly because, honestly, Gold Coast have to go to the West and play well. We're continually waiting and talking, and this is it. They're going in the right direction. Well, they beat Richmond at Marvel, and then they had a chance. And they had a chance last week to win the game against Melbourne. Fell a little bit short, not the first. But honestly, honestly, this is a game that they're going to go to the West and just win and win convincingly. The Eagles are on their knees, and the Gold Coast Suns will be taken a lot more seriously going forward if they win the games they're meant to win, and this is a big one. Why is North important, Tassie? I I, I understand it's great for the Tasmanian fans and I understand the association North Melbourne has. But North Melbourne, who have a lower fan base and a lower amount of attendees when they play, in particular against non-Victorian teams, so it doesn't necessarily strike you as a game that we're going to get 30,000 through the gates. But Jason Horn francis who's having a nice season... So much was made of it. The fact he left. You know, I'm not saying it's going to get 55,000, but you've got to sometimes cling when these teams are struggling and you don't have a huge amount of pull when it comes to the gate. You've got to be able to cling to the main things. And Jason Horn Francis is one of those. At Marvel Stadium, you're probably getting close to 30 Port Adelaide love playing at Marvel. They would have probably preferred it to be there. It's down in Tasmania. It's an interesting game. It's intriguing. Some of the players have made their feelings felt about Jason Horn, Francis, in particular Cam Zerha on social media at the end of last year. I'm looking forward to it for that reason, but it should be in Melbourne. Sydney and Fremantle. Sydney have had a million reasons why they're struggling. A million reasons. They've got to beat Fremantle at home, and if they don't, then all of a sudden we're talking about the Sydney Swans with no defenders and no ability to be able to throw people forward to help them inside 50 as big bodies. Then Buddy Franklin's last eight or ten weeks is going to be playing in front of smallest crowds with games that don't have a great deal of importance. And I want to see Luke Jackson do it back-to-back. He was outstanding last week. And I know that Fremantle haven't been... Great, but Luke Jackson is probably in their top three best and fairest right now. Hasn't been setting the world on fire, but neither a Fremantle. And he was brilliant last week. Richmond and Geelong tomorrow night. I've got it high because Friday night. We've got a double header. Richmond, you know, they're, they're struggling. There's been a lot made of Tim Taranto. And he's been in, even though he's probably leading their BNF, he's been, in the, he's been absolutely in the news. I want to see Richmond fans. And I, I want to hear from you, Richmond fans. 23,000 at Marvel. I don't agree with the we don't go to Marvel, but I also understand that you're dead set against it as supporters. 28,000 last week. Are you going tomorrow night? And Geelong are just starting to play good footy. starting to hum along. The second most important and intriguing game of the weekend's is Adelaide St. Kilda. Adelaide blew a game against Collingwood. And then in a situation where you are at last week, they had a sniff. Had Rankin have kicked that goal, they might have been able to steal it from Geelong. They've been oh so close to two of the best teams in the league. They've got to beat St Kilda. While St Kilda go to Adelaide and actually can stand up and say, you know what, don't forget about us. Ah, last week was ugly. They went to Adelaide. They were really good in gather around, but Richmond stomped on Carlton when they went over there a month ago. And the best game by far, by far is Carlton and the Western Bulldogs Saturday night. One 736 It's quite simple. Dunkin' Donuts. I am going to give plenty away. Daniel's Donuts as well. Cabra, fifty dollar voucher. The Goat Mexican Restaurant. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. And for you Carlton fans or just lovers of football, Cripper and Doherty you are going to be at the Manhattan Hotel on the fifteenth of May. I've got a double pass for you as well. So jump on the line. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. John's on the road to kick started. John, fire away.
2: Thank you. Yeah, look, in relation to the weekend, and, and look, you, you nailed most things, but I reckon the Collingwood uh, GWS game, and I'm a Collingwood supporter, I reckon it's a bit of a danger game because, look, I don't know how many Ruckman we're going to end up being able to cover, but, um, yeah, we're having a hard trot, so I reckon we're going to miss Franton. Uh, but the, the real the reason um, that's made me call you, I felt compelled to call you mm-hmm. in, in relation to us, tagging a player and the treatment that you can actually give, give a player to put him off his game. And on the weekend, young Dacos. Um, and I know there were no punches thrown and, and there was no high contact and things like that. Uh, I've got a, a, an exercise therapy background. And I wonder if people understand the blows that you get into the shoulder blade with the elbows, repeated blows, the damage that it actually does to long-term mobility of the shoulder, the neck, and so on. Now, some of those things, I mean, you can see the, you can see the young fella not wanting to actually touch his back and his shoulder blade. I spent a lot of time in sport and a lot of time in exercise therapy, and one of the things that most people suffer with in older age when you're 40 and 50 is damage to your shoulder blade, which causes neck problems and so on. And I just think that things like that so far off the ball, just because it isn't head trauma, it's just really taken for granted. Those blows will cost the player later on in life, in mobility, in pain, nerve pain, alpha, all sorts of things. And I just think that's just going to be, it's just a, a no, it's a no-no. You just can't do that. And, and umpires and ASL officiators who are always talking about the welfare of players need to look at that. Not just head trauma. It's a serious
1: issue, I think. You know what? It's a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good question to raise. Of course, we spend so much time worrying about the head, which is most certainly paramount. But it is something that I think the AFL might continue to look at. It's interesting when it comes to Nick Dakos. his three probably lower. I'm not going to say poor. His lower-ranked games were against, or have been against the Sydney Swans late last year, right before the final series in a prelim and again last Sunday when the Swans obviously... Did what a lot of people have been talking about and, and they get physical with the young gun. They did exactly that. And uh, again, Collingwood won the game very comfortably, but uh, it's something that I think footy clubs might be looking to do to the young superstar. Thank you for your call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Okay, Damien, Aaron, I want you to wait right there. We're going to squeeze a break in. We've got a lot to get into. Power rank the games. What are your most... Looking forward to. We'll get to the tribunal possibly later on. It's been talked about all week. I'll give some thoughts after 8 o'clock about what my concern about all of this is. We can talk booing if you really want to, but we've done all of that all week. I want to talk about the games. Nine good games start tomorrow night. I want to know, what's the one for you? Mm The Macca's run right across Australia and the world. In Australia via the SEN Radio Network. Hello to you. Welcome to a Thursday night. The Storm and the Broncos have just kicked off in Melbourne. I'll keep you updated on that as things work their way through it. Van Ruin still at the Tribunal. We must almost be into our fourth hour. Fighting for the good of the game in the Melbourne Football Club. And, of course, asking you what you're most excited about because we want to touch on the fact there a great Intriguing nine games of football this weekend. Now, if I don't get to you, and there are some phone issues after eight o'clock, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Phone line is open. We will get back to you. Damien is in Strathmore. Damien, hello to you.
0: Hey mate, how you doing? Well, thank you. That's good. Looking forward to tomorrow night. It should be an absolute great game. It should be quite quietly confident. I think we can do it.
1: You're a Richmond fan, I assume.
0: Um, I am a Richmond fan. Yeah, I think, okay. we'll, I think we can get them in the midfield. I think with Taranto, Hoppo, Hopper, Martin, uh, Prestia, Fresh, Cotchen, uh, Bolton going through there, plus Short and Baker as well. I think we might just have a little bit too much run and hopefully a little bit too much class through there, but we obviously got to worry about Cameron and Walkins. They'll be a, a huge threat, especially Cameron. He's in scintillating form, so going to try and stop him, but um, I think we owe him one. We haven't beaten them in the home and away for a while, um, we, we like beating them in the finals. But um, definitely owe him one, I think, especially after last year with Stewart. Mm. We all know what Stewart did.
1: Which is a game that you had for most of that game as well in your in your keeping until right to the very end. I've got two questions for you, oh, Damien, yeah. and I appreciate your call. Yes. I got to, quickly. Yeah. Did you go to the Gold Coast game? Yes, and you went last did. week. Yeah. All right. Why do you think it is that the fans are like twenty-three and twenty-eight thousand for a powerhouse like Richmond is is disappointing, right?
0: Well, the twenty-eight twenty-eight thousand, I thought was a pretty good crowd, considering it was everyone thought it was going to be Armageddon that day with the weather. The train, there's no, hardly any trains in Melbourne on the weekends at the moment. It's, it's almost impossible to get anywhere, public transport. And people hate Etihad. I mean, we, we do. We, we hate Etihad. I mean, I love it because it's in Strathmore. It's only mm-hmm. like a 10-minute drive, so it's pretty close to our side of town. But it's, it's just a soulless atmosphere. It's just a horrible ground. It really is. Always has been since day one. I've, I worked there the first day it was open when and played Port Adelaide. And it was a shocking place then, and it hasn't improved one bit in 23 years. The MCG is the home of footy. It is. Yeah, everyone loves going to the MCG, but um,
1: marbles, it's just a shell, unfortunately. D- Damien, love you. Love your call. Cool. Good luck tomorrow night. Going to be a ripping contest. I might touch on the Tigers after 8 o'clock a little more as well. Aaron, wait right there. I'll get to you and the rest of the calls. one three hundred seven i have got stuff to give away. Daniel's Donuts, LaCabra Voucher, a double pass to Crippeter and Doherty.